Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Okay, so I I talked to you about this. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I asked you the question, would you, because I saw it on TikTok, it's a trend. This guy goes in with like a ton of money to like a, a Walmart and he says this to somebody. You give 100 bucks for yourself or give $500 to a stranger? $500 to a stranger. Yeah, all right, let's go do it. You sure? Yeah, whoever you want. A couple people on the front of the store that are homeless. watching those videos so they're just like really great interactions with strangers so then these five strangers who were just given five hundred dollars or a hundred dollars each you don't know what they're going to do for the rest of their day and then affect other people you would think they're going to find someone else to give some of that money to yeah what has been to date your best interaction with a stranger you want me to go first yeah sure okay so i i was waiting i had to buy time between me being done with work and then going to get Liam. I had like an hour and a half. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Target. That's the worst when you got time to kill because all you do is spend money. Because I went to Target, yeah. yeah. And then I had to pick up his inhalers at the pharmacy and then I got some other stuff done and then I'm like, oh my God, I still have 45 minutes. So I got uh, Starbucks and I was just sitting there drinking my coffee and this older woman looks over and there's one more comfy chair next to me and I'm like, oh, do you want to, you can sit down. She's like, are you sure? And she was from Motley, and she was in town just running errands. And then we started talking and there was a good conversation because she knew a bunch of people at Becker. And, you know, it was like really Minnesotan and effortless. And I like that. You should start to talk to strangers more because you never know. I'm, and uh, then if they're really weird, then you can just I'm get a up little and walk bit away. of an intimidating look. When I talk to strangers, they think I'm going to beat them up. Is or it rob because them. what you're doing right now with your I just, body? Well, I just stand. I'm standing. You look what like am I doing? a gorilla. I don't look like you need to undo your arms. Look at how friendly you look that right now. You're a little dopey, but friendly. I had this was crazy. Uh, my oldest son, who's now a junior in college, but Peyton was like a year old. We were still living in Duluth. It was before I took this job, mm-hmm. and. I don't know how, but I got like some kind of an infection, like uh, in it, it. I think it was a cut in my hand. Mm-hmm. And bottom line is my hand started swelling up and then it started running up my arm oh, man. and it got like into my neck. And that's when I got concerned. Right. Uh, my wife at the time had just finished up one of her degrees. I was I was considering this job okay. and it got so bad. She's like, you have to go into the ER. All right. And I can't remember why she wasn't with, but it was Peyton, my my son, who's like a year old and myself. And I go into like an urgent care. I guess it wasn't the, the hospital, but it was an urgent care. And he hated being there. He was screaming, couldn't get him to take a pacifier, wouldn't take a bottle. They get me in the room and the doctor sees me. He's like, I'm going to give you a shot of penicillin. Basically, drop your drawers, bend over. We're going to jab you in the ass and then we're, you're going to be better. And he is screaming bloody murder. He does not want anything to do with being there. Mm-hmm. And one of the nurses came out and you could tell she had had like she had the look like she had had a long day. Yeah. Hair was frazzled. You could tell she probably tried to put in a ponytail or a bun 10 different <laughs> times. And it looked like she had been in a sweat lodge for a while. Like she just looked worn out. And she came in. And she goes, I know you don't know me. I have six kids. Yeah. 
can I take him right now and just walk around with him? And I look at the doctor and he goes, yeah, she works here. And she just, out of the goodness of, and I'll never forget this. This was 20 years ago. I'll yeah. never forget this. She took and she grabbed him. And by the time she got two or three steps outside the door, he had quit crying. And I had been doing every, and it's so, you know what that's like if you're a parent. You're by yourself. That kid will not stop crying for anything. Yep. And you look like the, and you feel like the worst parent in the world because it's affecting everyone. And she, she gets three steps out the door. He quits crying. Doctor goes, real quick, bend mm-hmm. over. Boom, jang, jang, boom, I'm out. Yeah. And it was it was an act of kindness that I was never able to. I mean, I said, thank you, obviously, but you can never repay that because I never ended up going back there. And we moved, I don't know, three months later. Yeah. I mean, I just think we need to talk to people more. Like, we are at this place where you're so okay with just staying inside or not even making eye contact with people. I put my earbuds in when I go grocery shopping to avoid talking to people. I don't know. Grocery shopping, I like to just be in a zone, too. But well, I thought you had to talk to people. If you have an opportunity, like you you're sitting opportun- at Starbucks you are and down an old a, woman. You are and- down a grocery aisle six inches from someone. You don't have an opportunity to say hi? See? Well, I'll say hi. Ah. But like to strike up a conversation or do like just to give back with this TikTok challenge, I thought it was really cute. The, the meaningful hugs that they would give each other. It was kind of cool. So what is the best interaction you've ever had with a stranger? Maybe it led to a relationship. That's what I was thinking. I bet you we've got at least a couple of examples of where you went outside your comfort zone a little bit just to kind of talk to a stranger, and it ended up being a great friendship or even maybe like a love affair or something like that. This is just horrible. Police play a horrible joke on a guy. His dog wasn't uh, found yet, and so they knocked on his door. The reason why I'm knocking so late today is someone ran over a dog and want to make sure it's not yours. What does the dog look like? Have you ever seen like a toothpaste, like tube, like squished halfway and it's all coming out? It's like, it's red. Wait, wait, wait. This guy lost <laughs> his dog? Joke. It's a joke. Haven't you ever seen that where he's like, it's a trend where you knock on the door and you're like, hey, is your dog missing? You know, I think it was ran over, but can you describe it? And then they're like this. Like all smushed. They make like a smushed body. Have you ever seen that? No. It's terrible. This but is horrible to do to somebody. It's it's not real, this- but everybody's freaking out about it. But have you ever like truly had to deliver bad news to somebody? Like let them know something that changed the course of you their life? The, this is the worst. So I've told this story before, but when, when my dad was working at the Pentagon, my mom got a puppy for free at a garage sale. Yeah. She had to call uh, out to D.C. And my dad finally gets some time, calls back. My mom, can we bring this puppy home? He's like, yeah, because he felt bad because he was gone so much. I had this dog. It was a purebred German Shepherd police dog, and it loved me. My dad would come home, and this thing would pull my dad away from me. Like, it was such mm-hmm. a protector. I'm maybe like two or three or four. I'm maybe four or five. And this dog runs away. I was heartbroken. My yeah. parents get another dog. I'm back my sophomore year from college to, over Christmas break, having a couple of beers with my mom and dad, feeling like an adult. My dad's all boozed up, and he goes, and Mary, remember when we had him believing that that dog ran away when I got hit by the truck? Oh, my God. And uh, this is 16, 16, 15 years later. Yeah. I'm heartbroken. I'm weeping at the kitchen table <gasps> like a little baby. It hit me with the feels so hard. That's why when this happened, like yeah. you can't joke about a dog getting hit by a car or a bus or something like that. That's wrong. Well, in management, you've had to tell people that 
like deliver no bad news. That's, that is the worst. It, it, listen, for some people, if you suck as an employee, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I have zero problems coming to you going, hey, you were given seven warnings. You suck. Get the hell out. But I don't budget cuts, that's a tough when one. When you're a good employee and, and maybe you're the lowest on the totem pole or whatever the deal was, yeah. I've had to do that a couple of times, and that's heartbreaking. When you have to walk in, you have to go, there's no reason you're getting fired except for the fact that our company can't sustain this many employees. Yeah. That sucks. Oh, my God. I remember this time my friend Carolyn was waiting for a, a job email. She was trying to get a job at Pfizer right out of uh, sure. college. And she was like, heard her phone go off like a bing. And she's like, hey, can you go check? I'm waiting on an email from this company I want to get a job with really bad. Uh, and they're going to let me know if I got the job or not. And we were about to go out for a night on the town and it said thank you for your interest but we will not need your employment at oh. Pfizer right now and I was like oh no I was gonna put her in such a crappy mood but I rubbed her back and I was like you can always try another drug company it's the right? worst man it is the worst this will be fun Minnesotans can drop a line for free when they have a kid with them during take a kid ice fishing weekend the DNR says during the three day weekend event Any resident can go ice fishing for free. You don't need a permit if fishing with a child of 15 years old or younger. They urge everyone to take proper precautions when they're out on those frozen lakes. For ice safety and event info, head to the DNR's website. Haley Willett, she is coming out talking about her run-in with Brian Koberger, who is the 28-year-old accused of brutally slaying four University of Idaho students, and she met him on Tinder. I recognized him immediately, and my heart just sank because I couldn't believe that, like, I was face-to-face with this guy. I was kind of afraid to say no, so I just let him come in with me. He kept trying to tickle me, and I would ask him to stop, or I'd say, what are you doing? And he would be like, I'm not I'm I'm not tickling you and he would get very serious. I proceeded to pretend to throw up in the bathroom hoping uh-huh. that, you know, it would gross him out and he would leave. He um, had messaged me on Tinder and said that he was leaving and that he had a good time and that he would message me later. And then about an hour later, he messaged me and he said that I had good birthing hips and I just never messaged him back after that. Jeez. So don't you feel like this would be the feeling that some Dahmer victims or yeah, could, the ones that got away. could have been victims feel like when they're like, oh my God, I was in his apartment or I said I had something else to do. So ladies, it is just like so important. You got to trust Is that a your tactic gut. you've ever used, Kat? You've uh, grown up you've to get out faked, of something? Faked getting sick to get out of a date or no, something like that? No, my body just throws up. I just do it anyways. <laughs> I don't know. A North Carolina boy accidentally ate a chemical used to turn campfires different colors. You know, like on 4th of July, you're like, oh, let's make the fire pink or green. But, I mean, the packaging looks like Pop Rocks. One of our family members bought Pop Rocks. I ate it, and I got no flavor because they're supposed to pop in your mouth. I just put more in my mouth, and it started to burn. It had a cartoon dragon blowing out flames. It's called Mystical Dragon. There was no anything alarming on the front package that would make a child or even, you know, in all fairness, an adult say, well, what is that? 
There is a warning on the front, but it's very small red letters and a massive dragon. Very appealing for kids. So hopefully they go back to the drawing board with their marketing because um, I think it's true. Anybody could make that mistake. A woman, uh, she videotaped herself and I should have videotaped myself last night. I made a delicious HelloFresh meal. It was the crispy kicking chicken and it was good. It had like a Frank's red hot powder in it. And then the start that. pepper jack cheese and the panko breadcrumbs. It was delicious. I make it out of love. And Liam takes one bite and does this noise. Ugh. Ugh. I'm like, you little. And this woman had to go through the same thing. Spent the past hour making this pot pie from scratch. Mommy, what is this? Did you put chicken in it? Yeah, it's got chicken and peas and carrots. <laughs> you little son of a gun. Yeah. It, that, you know what I do now that he's old enough to make whatever he wants? I just point to the pantry. Yeah. I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to go over here and eat my crispy kick and chicken, and you can go ahead and fend for yourself. The problem is then they grab junk. We don't you have know, junk. Like, so I mean, have or the like a pizza or pizza rolls or we something. We don't have like the option. None of that. So whatever. You make yourself. The worst we have is a ramen. So go ahead and make yourself a ramen. I don't care. Let's begin now. So what did you do yesterday? Anything fun? Uh, yeah, I met a friend, my rich friend, Allie, at Jules for lunch. So that was lovely. Had a, the hummus plate, which is always so delicious. And then I picked Liam up and we checked out a new joint in Becker. It's called Dueling Brews. I heard about this place. So they're going to have coffee and beer. So that's the Dueling Brews part. So they had kind of a soft opening and everyone was there. Like Becker showed up. It was pretty cool. And then cleaned a little, made a Hello Fresh meal. So that was cool. So uh, Dueling Brews, will you go there like with a friend for a beer or will you end up having coffee there more often, do you think? Probably coffee there more often. I'm going tomorrow morning because we're off and I'm going to drop Liam off at school, which I never get to do. So I'm going to meet a friend for coffee and then go work out. A girl. That's my plan. Uh, um, super quick. Watched a show last night, and I don't know if you remember this news story. It was it happened between 1994 and 2004. Do you remember the fast food restaurants that there was somebody that would call and encourage the manager to strip search one of their employees? No, I don't remember. This you at don't all. happen at 200 plus restaurants <laughs> really? around the country, including like they said, hey, uh, Minnesota. The, the lady up front uh, working the registers got cocaine on her and they would they'd well, strip they would search say, her. Um, Hi, is this the manager? They would say yes. And then he would say, well, this is so and so a police officer from here. And uh, we got a complaint that one of your employees stole $50 from this woman's purse. And this is what they look like. And he would give a general idea of what this person looked like. These adult managers, over 200, because you have to think one at every store, they would take a 15-year-old girl or 16-year-old girl, whatever, in the back. These people would comply because they're teenagers. Well, they want to keep their job. And they and don't want to go downtown. A cop's on the phone. This guy will stay on the phone with them for three, four hours, make them take off all their clothes, do jumping jacks. One girl was told, work up a sweat because if you did come in contact with this person's money, there will be a green glow on your skin. And these guys fell for it. And these grown adults. And then this one time, this guy's like, okay, well, you know, she is probably guilty. So why don't you bend her over your knee and give her some spanks? And he did. Yes. Oh my God. I was just, I was watching this. And then they finally traced it to some guy in Panama City Beach who would get these tracker phones 
And they saw him on camera. They look at his pants. He's a cop. This guy is a cop and had been making these phone calls all around the country for 10 years. Broken brain. It's called Don't Pick Up the Phone on Netflix. It is crazy. And I'm only two episodes in. How many episodes? I have no idea. Can you help me? In 2023 means other people's problems. Got this from an email, and I'm going to keep her name anonymous because I, I I don't want any trouble for this lady. I just want your honest thoughts, all right? And at the end of this, she asks, does name? this make me... Oh, I'm not, not telling you the name. <laughs> does this make me a jerk is how she ends this. So that's what she's hoping you'll give us a little input on. Okay. Hey, Playhouse, good morning. Love listening. Here's the deal. I got pregnant with my daughter when I was 16 years old. When I told my parents, they let me know that I had just made the decision to become an adult. They didn't kick me out of the house. But from that moment, I was no longer a kid. My social life died that day. I never went to prom, never got to hang out with my friends anymore. I had to get a job and work whenever I wasn't watching my daughter. I was paying for formula and diapers. It was tough, but I still graduated high school, went to community college. I was a full-time single mom and a student. I went to get my master's degree and worked hard to make a life for myself and my daughter. By my early 30s, I had actually started getting a social life again. I was making enough money and I could afford it. Well, I was told by my daughter last night that she was dropping out of college and was hoping to move back in with me. She's 19 and she's now pregnant with somebody who has no intentions of being a father. I'm proud of my daughter for wanting to keep her child as I did. But I'm not going to go through all of this again. I earned my life and I've just started to live it. I told my daughter simply that I would have to think about it and she was devastated. Look, I had to pay for my choice and I think she has to pay for hers too. Mm -hmm. This will not be easy and I will be here to help a bit, but I'm not ready to be her co-parent. I think she needs to live on her own and keep her job She also needs to pay for the babysitters. I can help a little bit when I can, but I did not make this choice. She did. I paid for my choice. I think she needs to pay for hers. Okay. Does this make me a jerk? Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle with this because if Liam came home and he said, Mom, I got a girl pregnant. We're 18. We just graduated high school. I want to help with the baby. I want to be in its life. Can you help me? I'd say yes. But, I mean, I'm not the mom of a daughter. You know, the daughter is going to be the one that will be the caregiver. It's just how it goes, you know. You're the mom. You do everything. But so is she she's also doing it is on her own. she being a jerk own. by saying, I am not going to co-parent your baby. You are going to be a single mother. Well, I think she knows that. Why are you pointing out the obvious? Of course, she's going to be a single mom, well, but she I, needs help. I know you're a single mom, but if you're living at home with mom and dad, you're really not a single mom. You've got people there as a support system, right? Yeah. She is saying, basically, you're going to be a single mom. You're going to live on your own. Mm-hmm. You're going to work. I'll help you a little. Does that make her a jerk? Just yes or no? You know, if I had to pick, I would say no, it doesn't make I her would say yes. I, I know that, I mean, you guys would have Reagan move back in. You'd help completely. I know that because Trisha would never say no, but I would say you have to, because if you don't, 
then they're just always going to rely on you. And for how long? I get it. You're going to help. But is the, the bottom line is, does this make her a jerk? You say no. I say yes. Uh, hi, Corinne. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling the show. We were just doing our OPP this morning, and uh, we're going to kind of keep her anonymous. But this woman who uh, emailed us and said, basically, here's the deal. Uh, I got pregnant early. My parents didn't kick me out, but they really didn't support me that much. They said I had to get a job. I had to raise my child. The same thing's kind of like happening with me now. My daughter's 19. She goes to college. She wants to move back home and drop classes because she's pregnant with a guy who clearly is not going to be a good father. And now that she has like her master's degree and she she has her life. She's like, I don't want to be a co-parent. And and basically, she, she, her, her ask of us was, does this make me a jerk? Your first response would be? No. No. I, I, I agree with Kat that I'm, that I'm in between. I don't think that it makes her a jerk. I think our first reaction as a mother is to completely take care of our children and do everything and anything for them. Yeah. And so I think she... I think that decision also comes from knowing your child, right? And knowing the situation. And sometimes stepping in too much can actually be harmful. And she lived that life. She has experience. And I think she knows in a lot of situations that, you know, somebody stepping in and a parent stepping in in those situations ends up being really codependent and I think in my own experience as well I mean I have a lot of friends and and know a lot of people that are that are single moms and who have moved in with their with their parents and it's it truly is what happens is you know that that parent does become a co-parent and there's a sense of responsibility that they that they end up having that Sometimes I don't think it's fair, and I think she's truly trying to step away from that. I think you're so spot on with what you have seen with your friends because my sister, that that was my sister. She moved back in with my parents, and I know that my mom had a really hard time because she couldn't just be Nana, you know? Like, being a grandparent is awesome. You get to give the kid back when you want, spoil them, but not if you live 24-7 with them. You have to be the person that puts them in the corner if they do something bad or, you know, no more screen time. You're you're really not supposed to be like that as a grandparent. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And as nice as as it is that she got to still live there, her parents helped her out immensely letting her live there. You know, that's a big deal. Yeah, and I think the important thing to to hold on to what she said is that she's not abandoning her. Right. She's not saying, oh, you made a really poor decision, so I don't want you in my life. It's your problem. Goodbye. Like, figure it out on your own. That's not what she said. She just said, I have to think about you living with me because you are an adult. This is your decision. I'll be here to help you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to be the fix-it solution, right? Got a, a text from a, a guy named Dylan. He said, everything doesn't have to be a lesson. Yeah. And that kind of well, hit that, close well, to me because you, but- that's where I'm at. Like, almost everything that, like, like if I have, if there's a problem with anyone in my family or they have a problem, I go, okay, what's the fix? And my wife will always go, well, it doesn't necessarily need to be fixed. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like, for me, yeah. it, whatever happens, if you don't want it to happen again, you've got to fix it now. This There's a baby lesson is to be the lesson. The baby is a life lesson. So what do you know? You don't want to have another one and stress yourself out even more. But yeah. you can make it. If you're 19 and you have a baby and you're being allowed to live at home, you can make it. You can do what you can 
and still rely on on grandma to watch him every now and then. She's not saying she never will, but I get that being at a different part in your life. You're like, I'm not really ready to help raise a baby again. Got a tough one. Hey, Corinne, thanks for calling the show. I really appreciate your time this morning. Drive safe. I got time for one more call real quick. Uh, Lisa, thoughts on this after you hear our OPP? Well, it's wrong. She has to raise that child. Well, she doesn't have to. Yes, she does. She has a duty to that child. If she doesn't, who's going to, right? I, I if she guess doesn't help, there's... she's going to abandon two children. Mm. That's her DNA. She has to do it. No, ifs, ands, or buts, nothing. She has to take care of that baby. So you're telling me right now if you're a teen, 18 years old, she got pregnant, you're going to be there to help raise this child, spend your own money on this child, raise well, it as your own? I would, but that's never going to happen because I've raised my daughter better than that. Oh. She would not get pregnant. Okay, we're good, we're good wow. here now. Thank you. Radio paparazzi. Eddie Murphy ended his acceptance speech at the Golden Globes with some success advice. So he says that he's followed this blueprint his whole career. I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. Just do these three things. Pay your taxes. Mind your business and keep Will Smith's wife's name. There we go. (laughs) NBC saw that one coming. They did a pretty good job of bleeping that out. I'm sure he gave them the heads up. Jeremy Renner's friends are the worst. They're worried that he may no longer be able to do action movies. It's like a 14,000 pound snowplow landed on his chest. This guy should be dead. So let's give it a minute. And let him recoup. It's only been 10 days out or so. So Gerard Butler, I think he might be a better friend. He shot him a text. I did send him a text. And and just to say, dude, you're, you're such a warrior. And the whole world is behind you right now. We're all cheering you on, my man. We made two separate movies and we became friends. And, and he is one of the nicest. And, and amongst actors, he's everybody's favorite. Because he's just, he's a super talented guy yeah. in every area of life. And he's just a lovely, humble guy. Yeah, never hear anything bad about Jeremy Renner. Oh, Actually, you do. You found out that he was very verbally abusive to Sonny, the mother of his child. I didn't know that. But it is. How long ago was this? Um, Well, his child's like four or five. Uh, I forget it all about it. All right. Prince Harry talks about what he'll remember most about his late grandmama. Her sharp wit. Her sense of humor. Her ability to respond to anybody with... A completely straight face, but totally joking. But as I again, as I say in the book, I'm, I'm, I am now, and I was then, genuinely happy for her because she finished life. Um, she had an amazing life, she had an amazing career, um, and she was buried with her husband. You never hear people use that phrase. They finished life, and I guarantee we'll never find out what she really wanted to do. I mean, I think when she you probably have to work, did what your... she really wanted to do. You know what I mean? She seemed to like never she was, retire and work until your last dying breath. I think that's part of the gig, man. I think you know that going in. Well, she definitely took it seriously. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But what you mean like she wanted to be an animal trainer or something like that? Who knows? She was in love with animals. Have I you ever seen that see- video where like they bring cows out into this arena and she goes from just this stone face and then she's like, oh, cows. Oh, cows, right? <laughs> it is so cute. Well, and I'm, I'm sad they shut off her OnlyFans after she died. Like, that was money well spent. Who's going to keep that going? You know, that's a big responsibility. Blowing out their candles today, we have Mary J. Blige turning 52, Amanda Peet, love her, 51, and sadly, country singer Naomi Judd would have been 77. We know by listening to Cat for years and years that almost everything is the worst. But here's I'm today's. I'm speaking for the people, by the way. 
you know, a lot of people say this on a daily basis. I've, I don't ever say, well, that's the worst. You lie. Never. Now, I complain more than anyone I know. So that's like you're the worst. But I never say it's the worst. All right. So I can say it in this case. We bought this super comfy, huge couch when we moved in to our house three years ago. Yeah, and you had to have it uh, remeasured a couple of times, right? Because you guys couldn't get the measurements So I right? measure with my, this is eight inches, and that's how I measure everything in life. So I <laughs> do this. Instead of a tape measure. <laughs> I do this. <laughs> and it never, it never works. But three years ago, we bought this couch. I noticed over the holidays that between the couch base and the cushion, of the couch on the chaise lounge part started to rip. So the stuffing was coming out. And so I intended to call on the 28th of December, put it off, forgot until yesterday. The warranty expired six days ago. So I would have been under warranty. Now I have to pay $50 for a guy to come sew my couch because I never learned the basic skills of life when it comes to sewing. So that is why it's the worst. Heard you ran into an old friend yesterday. I did. I have not seen her since I was working the beat back in, like, I think it was like 20 years ago. It was weird. But she and I did not get along in the beginning. You know, when you have your way of doing things and you're a city cop, like that was when I was a police officer. So I was a city cop. And then this FBI agent came in because I was working the case, had kind of a personal tie to it. And I'll tell you in a second why. Um, but she comes in and she's snobby, beautiful woman, brown hair, killer body, but just basically questioning my witnesses that I bring in. And as a cop, you really hold that close to the vest. Like, this is my collar. Like, you can't come in and do what you want. But then we got drunk one day at this local bar that has no windows, and we came to an agreement. All right, we're going to catch this guy. And the close tie to me is that I was watching this surveillance video. My well, brother was. Hold that thought. I don't want to cut off your yeah. uh, cut off your story. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. What can we do for you? Is she talking about the heat? She is talking about I the am heat. Talking yeah. about the heat. <laughs> JJ has never seen it. I've it never is seen this. Who's in it? So funny. What? Megan McCarthy and uh, Sandra Bullock, and it is so funny. And there's this guy that is like albino, but they just say you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's it's so funny. Yep. It's like red eyes and it's I can't even explain it. So many swear Are words. You, up, you can't watch yeah, it with a on kid. a public platform shaming an albino no, guy. Not like albino kids, I'd never go that route, but this guy was a bad guy, so I can say oh, it. Oh good. So he was a bad, a bad albino guy, guy but it, like this nice a, albino. This is obviously a comedy. How old is this? I don't know. What do you think? Like ten years? Maybe? Probably. Yeah. yeah. It is so freaking funny. Mental health and bettering your mental health. And you don't have to be super dramatic about it. Maybe it is just a couple of things that you do every single day or you say to yourself or whatever it is that will just make your life exponentially You do uh, affirmations? Better. Is that what you do? Um, I don't. But when I read this, I'm like, this is something that I do every single day. It's a constant reminder um, that I have to make to myself. But it says uh, one day you'll look back and realize that you worried too much about things that don't really matter. I saw this somewhere. Where did it? On my Facebook. Oh, I thought I saw it at work here somewhere. I thought somebody oh. put it on a whiteboard. No, I, I saw it and I, I posted it yesterday and people saying absolutely trying to do that as well. It's a, it's a daily thing for me because I do care a lot about what people think. And so I don't want to ruffle any feathers. But, you know, if they're going to ruffle mine and they're not going to care, 
Why, why should I? The you more know? I coach, the more I get kind of these things, these, uh, th- these little things that you can help student athletes out with. And one of them was uh, 80% of the stuff you worry about, you can't do anything about. Right, exactly. 90% of that 80% never comes true if you're worrying about it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you break down the numbers, that's 70% of the things that you never that you worry about will and can Never come true. Yeah, I try to tell my mom this all the time. My mom gave me that worry gene. Somehow my sister ate it and crapped it out. She yeah. does not have that. It, my wife, my wife's mother, yep. all of her sisters, everybody are the biggest worriers on earth. I guarantee because roads could have been a little slippery one day, my mother-in-law got up at 4 a.m., texted my wife to find out if the find my phone got me to work. Yeah. Like she she worries to that extent. Like to the point where they get ulcers. Yep. They get heartburn. They get m- mentally unhinged because they worry so much. I worry very much about what people think of me. And I shouldn't. I I I think you should always have a level of caring, but you know, when it comes Why? to your mental health because I think it's okay. I think you living okay for them? To... No, but this I want to preserve I'm... I want to preserve my the, the way people view me. I don't want them to think I'm an a-hole, you know, like if you're I'm, an a-hole, be an a-hole. You, you, you would like and be okay with people always thinking that you're like that. If that's the way I am, then that's the way I am. I'm not going to give them something different. I'm telling you, I, yeah, the secret to the, this whole thing, my secret is you got to quit caring. It, 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 and it's, a, it's not a, you can't flip the switch today, but I'm telling you gradually over the course of, I was maybe, 30, no, I probably started earlier in my 20s. When I quit being an athlete yeah. is when I quit caring what anyone else thought about me. Because when I was an athlete, I did care what coaches and teammates thought about me because there was a pressure to do right by them. Yeah. But when I quit being an athlete, I quit caring. Like if, if you're a new employee here and we just hired like a couple of new people, when I meet them, I don't care what they think about me. Oh, you got to do a good, good first impression. No, I don't. That is not my job. I don't, I don't care. I genuinely don't care what anyone thinks of me well, outside of maybe I don't, my immediate family. I don't family. completely agree with not making a good first impression. I think that that's important. Why? Is I think that you? Important. Is that you, though? That is me. Then be your be yourself and you make an impression that is right by you. There you go. If your first impression sucks, well, then you suck. And if your first impression is great, you're probably a great person. Okay. And if somebody doesn't like you for something, they can piss off. Well, I think people should mostly listen to me. So if you <laughs> have a great bit of advice as far as like how you better your mental health every single day, I think you should share that knowledge. I think it's really important to spread that knowledge. So if you have something, go ahead and text it. You can call it and uh, we'll let the world know. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that, that whole thing. You're going to look back on your life. And 95% of the stuff you worried about never came to fruition and nobody cared. It's a daily thing, Uh, man. If you want to text us, I'd love to see yours. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.